Man, I'm so Cleveland, it's a goddamn shame. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, this is Pedro DeLuca, and now it is time for your main event of the evening. Introducing your host from Northeast Ohio, he is heavy set, and now here is the Ohio Indie Report. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a special episode of the Ohio Indie Report. I know I just published an episode today, but I'm going to publish this other episode. It is um, a conversation I had last night with Joe Dombrowski from not only Prime Wrestling, but from IWC in Pittsburgh, formerly a PWO, Remix Wrestling. The guy has a a fantastic resume for for even his age. He's roughly my age. I think he's about six months older than I am. A great voice on Prime Wrestling with him and Aaron McGuire. And I had him on to talk about an upcoming DVD that's due out this Friday. You can catch it on on the website for it. Uh, The DVD is Montreal Theory. go to montrealtheory.com to check out all the information about this DVD in right now. It would be pre-ordered, but if within the next so many days, it would be buy it through the website off of PayPal. And the Montreal Theory is a DVD comprised of a panel of Kevin Kelly, Steve Carino, Raven, Justin Labar, Tony Mamalou, Kurgan, just to name a few. And the whole thing is about 300 minutes long, and it's just the debate whether the Montreal screw job that we all know in professional wrestling, which was November 9th, 1997, was it all a was Bret Hart in on it the whole time? And not only from uh, the this panel of insiders and writers and, and the who's who of every side of wrestling, you have some bonus footage and, and comments made by Jerry Lawler, Kevin Nash, Sean Waltman, Tammy Cinch, BJ James, and Kip James, aka the New Age Outlaws, and Chris Canyon. Just comments they've made in, in interviews about the particular screw job and everything about it this is a this is a very interesting thing i mentioned it in an interview that i had i had friends uh one in particular just always thought it was a work and for me i'm just like i I just couldn't see it but when you get something this legit something that lets you stand back and it points out certain things of this particular event and it makes you question the legitimacy of the screw job like personally i've always gone on record brett and sean are literally my two favorite wrestlers in the world besides this match the other match that they are known for is wrestlemania 12 iron man match anaheim california for the wwf championship which was my 10th birthday so i've always hold those two close to my heart recently i've actually got the meat brett um that was that was that was a highlight but this this i think is interesting i think everybody should you should at least check out the trailer um keep listening listen to the interview of what many different people inside and outside the industry have to say about the screw job well i'd like to before we get to the interview i want to thank joe dombrowski for coming on um this was kind of a almost a last minute thing it's something um i pitched to him and when we got a finally got a chance to sit down and talk about getting it done we were just like let's let's do it now so i fired up the computer fired up the skype 
fired up the recorder, let everything go. Apologize, I'm not fully prepared for everything, but I honestly gave it my best shot. And before we go to Joe, there is this little bit that I'm going to play, and it is the trailer for The Montreal Theory. And I'm going to do a little bit of narration parts, so there's words that are said on the trailer that you might not get if you're just listening to it. Montreal. On November 9th, 1997, one screw job changed pro wrestling forever. Since then, it has been analyzed and overanalyzed in every possible way, except one. What if Brett was in on it too? Could this have all been a grand plot between Vince and Brett? There is documented written evidence that Brett and Vince discussed doing the screw job a week before it happened. I think this is this is a contrived plan. It was the greatest work and the greatest fraud ever put on pro wrestling. Everybody in the situation stood the gain from what happened. We're screwing Time Warner out of nine million dollars. And when the person who was the real architect passes away, I'm allowed to give the rest of the story. Everything was on the table and open for discussion at that point. Eventually something was gonna explode. I thought that was the beginning of the, uh, was the beginning of the plan. A thousand people see things one way and one see it differently, and the one person may be correct. There's no payoff because there's no money. There was. There was a three-year payoff. Best work in wrestling are usually based on shoot. It is still making money. I think Vince wanted to get punched by Bret Hart. The hell I saw him and he took a dive. They're going to be so mad at Vince McMahon for screwing over. They're going to turn on the show and watch him get his ass beat by Stone Cold Steve Austin. It was the perfect launching. It was perfect. Wrestling with Shadows provided a perfect narrative for the way they wanted these characters ended up to be presented. You're telling me that things were so bad that Vince couldn't wait for that documentary to be done before telling Brad I can't pay you? Many very prominent people thinks it is very likely it was a work. I think it was a work. I think that it's quite possible. I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if Vince and Brett were in on it. Let's work the entire world and create the biggest controversy ever. I think the only possible way that there ever could have been a conspiracy is if the... You believe none of what you hear and only half of what you see. Montreal caused so much good to happen to the WWE. Truth is really stranger than fiction. And we are back and I'm here with... Joe Dombrowski, um, already said enough about him already, and uh, he is one of the main guys behind this this uh, Montreal Theory DVD, and I mean, I gotta admit, I've always been one of those guys, I've, I mean, I love Brett, I love Sean, and I've never I've never looked at it from this point of view, and I, I really, just watching the trailer, I, it even got me really questioning everything about this particular event. Well, I think that's uh, that's the main goal. You know, I've always been a fan of conspiracy theories. Um, I, I've enjoyed reading about JFK. I've enjoyed reading about 9/11. I don't want to come off sounding like uh, a conspiracy nut job. I don't think there are reptoids hiding among us. I don't have moon landing theories. I don't go off the deep end. But just from a realist perspective, from just looking from logistics, um, you know, I, I enjoy reading things and, and questioning the status quo and questioning. 
um, the official stories. Uh, I don't think there's any, uh, you know, mistaking the fact that throughout our culture, be it in religion or politics or the corporate world or the media, um, there's always hidden agendas. There's always um, misinformation put out there. And, and you can not always trust people at face value because there's always ulterior motives. And um, I, I may not be as learned on some of those very important subjects to tackle them. Uh, I can definitely apply this to wrestling. And uh, it always struck me as really odd once I started reading about Montreal and, and some of the people that doubt uh, the official story that's been presented to us and, and just the whole believe none of what you hear and half of what you see mentality that, um, you know, we're all taking the most controversial incident in the history of our industry um, completely at face value when you've got so much circumstantial evidence and so much coincidence surrounding it that it has to at least raise your suspicions and at least open up things for discussion and debate. Um, yeah, I, I think I think it's the point. Uh, just you say and that said in the trailer that everybody had something to gain from this. And, you know, uh, I think someone uh, I know pointed out to me uh, that they thought this would work. And I, this was before you came out with this DVD. And I was like, eh, whatever. And really, when you think about it, one of the probably best works um, in wrestling history, probably the past 50 years, if we don't count this, I think is uh, everything that happened with Andy Kaufman and, and Jerry Lawler and how it came out many years later that it was all at work. And I, I, I personally think Andy Kaufman is one of the greatest heels in wrestling for that. And I know a name everybody always brings up is Vince. And I, I this kind of like makes me – I think that really just shows – what uh, what could actually be told like them just redoing something from a long time ago? And I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm saying that in a completely good way. No one ever seems to see it like this. Yeah, and it's also very interesting to look at the fact that probably the first person to ever go on the record of saying they would not be surprised if Brett's in on it is Jerry Law. And and with the history he has with Andy Kaufman, um, that makes a, a lot of sense to me. Um, and and you know to to kind of set this theory um, for those that may not be completely initiated. Um, um, I am not coming out and definitively saying I think Brett and Vince were in on Montreal. I don't. I don't want to proselytize. I don't want to force this opinion on anybody because I can't prove it. Just as nobody can disprove it. I just want to make the viewer think. Watch from both sides because this uh, Montreal theory is a debate back and forth. We have a, a large panel of varying walks of uh, life within wrestling, various eras, various job titles, and various opinions. Um, I want people to think. Now, me personally, if Brett was in on it, which I go back and forth on depending on what week it is. But if Brett and Vince were in on it, I think um, probably only Brett and Vince were in on it. I leave the Montreal Screwjob official story we've been given of Sean and Hunter and Jerry Briscoe and everybody else. I just think that unbeknownst to anybody, uh, Vince and Brett knew what was going on together as well. Now, whether Brett found out that day, whether he found out a week beforehand, or whether he found out a year beforehand during contract negotiations, um, I don't know. And honestly, we cover each of those possibilities on the DVDs. And, and speaking of your panel, I mean, it, it is very a wide variety of people. You have, you know, Kevin Kelly, Steve Carino, Raven, uh, Justin Labar. Um, th th that's some of the main people. And I, I think it's going to be really interesting to whenever I get a chance to sit down and watch this, of like hearing what all, all these people, I mean, you have that's people that have been inside the business and outside the business and, and, and yourself, just 
this one incident on November 9th, 2007. I knew that I wouldn't be able to present this as, okay, all these people were here and they saw this firsthand and and they can recant this from personal experience. I knew I couldn't do that because if everybody would have been under contract and they wouldn't have wanted to talk and whatever, I I had to approach this from a different side. And besides, like I said, it doesn't matter if you were in Montreal or not because if Vince and Brett were in on it, uh, no one else would have known. And I didn't need to be standing on the grassy knoll to have an opinion on JFK and the millions of others that have come along since. So I wanted to look at it from a perspective of you have all these different wrestling minds who understand the business, who understand Vince or understand Brett or understand the situation uh, or have been through situations like this or have seen situations like this or can put themselves into one of these guys' shoes and and truly analyze this from a completely different aspect. Uh, you got, you know, legends like Jerry Jarrett and Les Thatcher. You've got Bill Barron. You've got uh, Tony Mamaluke, who I think is a very underrated mind, you know, trained by Boris Malenko, been everywhere in the business. You know, I even got a psychiatrist involved. Uh, And I've got, you know, guys like Lawler and Nash and Waltman and the Outlaws and Tammy Sitch and Chris Canyon uh, through our video uh, and all the interviews they've done over the years. And those aren't just token interviews where, you know, they mention it once and I'll throw it in. These are theories. These are conspiracy theories where they each say, well, I could have been on it. Could have been a work. Maybe. Here's why I think it is. Um, You know, even Shawn Michaels has expressed some doubt. Even even the guy that was in the ring at the time, Earl Hebner, there's a quote from him from a recent podcast that I read where he has it out and I'll, I'll level the viewers uh, check out the DVD for that one uh, I'm curious like uh, when did you like come to this I don't want to say conclusion. When did, when did you start to question the screw job? Um, I guess the first time it really entered my mind was after I talked to Carino about it in England. Um, he was there. Brett was there. Um, so it, it ended up coming up in, in conversation between me and Steve. And uh, he laid out his whole theory. And, and I was like, you know, I'd heard that once or twice. I never really put a lot of thought into it. Um, and and it, But then I started to think about the fact that it really fits perfect. Um, you, have, you have a year-long story of... Of, of Brett, you know, he leaves after WrestleMania 12. He comes back at Survivor Series 96 as this big hero. He gets trumped by the anti-heroes, Steve Austin to Shawn Michaels. Um, Brett's on-screen persona is very much, I am a Canadian hero. Everybody's screwing me. That was his mantra after the Royal Rumble in 97 when he was eliminated. That was after the cage match was set on Raw when he pushed down Vince for the first time. Um, that was the character. Um, and then you see Vince being inserted into the story. You have Brett and Sean going back and forth with these controversial comments of sunny days and you were in Playgirl and you're gay and your family's this and all this back and forth type stuff. And, and all this tension is building and Vince is getting more involved physically. It's, it, you know, Brett and Sean, it, it's all building to something. And you get to Montreal and everybody gains and everybody benefits. Everybody gets what they wanted because, you know, Brett lost the belt, but everybody knew he didn't give up. Uh, Vince got the belt back, Sean got the belt, and everybody had a chance to build a prosperous future. Brett got the highest contract in history and about 100 extra days off a year, you know, financial security for his family, more time with his family. Sean got to be the top heel, and Vince got to create Mr. McMahon directly off of that. And, you know, McMahon often, stone cold screwed stone cold, obviously a blueprint directly based off of the launching pad that was Montreal. So all that together, it's either um, a series of very, very fortunate coincidences, or there's something more than meets the eye, and no 
knowing wrestling how I do, um, you know, there's always a deception and always a con job involved. Con, con job, excuse me, involved somewhere. Could also the fact that Brett was recording that uh, what it was now a DVD that uh, wrestling with shadows does that play into it as well? Absolutely does. Uh, you know, again, it's very convenient that you have a documentary coming out that portrays these characters perfectly to this narrative that ended up happening. You have Brett portrayed as a sympathetic hero, the traditionalist trying to hang on to his legacy, and you have Vince as the evil tyrant dictator, uh, um, you know, manipulating uh, Brett and, and, and screwing him over. In 1998 Pro Wrestling, where Brett, you know, it's no secret he always wanted to be the hero. He always wanted to be the fan favorite around the world. And the Mr. McMahon character exploding like it did. There's no doubt that that fit the characters perfectly. And I don't, you know, I don't care what the internet writes about, kayfabe and, and whatever type of terms they want to use. If the more believable you are, the more reaction you're going to get, the more money you're going to make. You can believe Brett as a hero because he truly wants to be one and thinks of him as one. And you can truly believe Vince as the a-hole because uh, he was presented in every possible way as one uh, on camera and off through, you know, wrestling with shadows. And you had this documentary airing for free on A&E, you know, basic cable up in Canada, videotape releases. It's free publicity. Um, you know, factor in that, uh, you know, Vader was warning Brett about staying out of holes. And, and uh, you have uh, Vince did an interview, Survivor Series 97, that pay-per-view, where he was asked who's going to win. And he smirked and said, I don't know. But my question is, why would you do the interview? He's not a character yet. He's an announcer. He's not even at the table announcing. What's he doing in the back? Um, you know, that line in that promo, anybody that's written a story can tell you. That's blatant foreshadowing. That's the nucleus and the launch of Mr. McMahon right there. That's 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 nothing telling from a reality standpoint, but that's that's telling from a story standpoint, as in we're gonna use this finish to make Mr. McMahon and make millions of dollars, which tells me it's a plan. Yeah. Um a, a, another thing, um I'd mentioned this this whole D V D to some friends of mine who actually are from Montreal. And I mentioned the people who are going to be on it. When I when I came across the name Raven, they just seemed to like stop. Like what? And, and I'm I'm also curious as where what, what Raven exactly brings to the table. Raven brings um, the fact that he is one of the sharpest minds I've ever come across in wrestling. And um, there have been times where I have vehemently agreed with Raven on things. There have been times where I have vehemently disagreed with Raven on things. But at the end of the day, um, he is very very smart and. He knows his stuff. And keep in mind, he worked as a producer in WWF in the mid-90s, so he would have worked closely with really all the parties involved. Um, but uh, it goes back to, you know, the title of the DVD. It's the Montreal Theory. If you want to get theories on what did and didn't really happen, you're going to consult the most knowledgeable people. And Raven's certainly one of them that I wanted to get because he opens his mouth. He's done enough shoot interviews, and he's done enough podcasts and, 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 and everything else where he opens his mouth. People let his people know that they're going to be both entertained and they're going to learn something. Um, um, and Raven is an individual who uh, was ardently against any remote possibility of this being a contrived land between Brett and Vince. But, and as you'll see in the trailer on MontrealTheory.com, and if you play the audio, you heard it, um, there was a point where we kind of persuaded him towards middle ground. After he heard all the evidence, he says, well, the only way it's going to work is, and he tells us his thoughts. So... Um, you know, there were people that came into this DVD with one perception and left with a lot more cloud of judgment than they had going in, which I think is, is very telling to once you laid this out as a full story start to finish, you've got a lot of circumstantial evidence. Is, is there anything really surprising on this, on this DVD that would just really compel 
uh, people to buy it uh, if if they are on on the fence about it. Or something that you can like tease about that uh, could could be that kind of a uh, thing. I think um, the Earl Hebner quote had had not gotten a lot of play, which surprises me. Um, that is very very interesting to me. I I, I didn't use the actual audio of the quote for because uh, obviously Earl's under contract TNA, and I don't want to deal with anybody's uh, legal uh, uh, departments. But but I, I read the quote. Um, there are two quotes from Dave Meltzer. One concerning information he can't reveal until a death, and one concerning the fact that Brett and Vince discussed the exact finish of Survivor Series a week before it happened. Um, and and you know, once you hear the quote and the reactions of the various members of the panel, you can interpret what exactly that means and doesn't mean, but they absolutely discussed this beforehand. So to say Brett came in with no inclination that this would happen at all, I think is false. Um, and something that I mentioned in passing on the DVD that I'll mention here, but just as an overall thing, um, this is still such a touchy subject. And you know, my question is why, if we know everything, if it's open and shut. Now, there's a lot of, of terrible things that have gone on in wrestling, uh, but, but they're not touchy subjects. Because you know what happened, and it's unfortunate that it did happen, but you know we know about. Um, I, I had contacted one individual in particular that was a higher up WWF uh, employee at time, and I asked this individual to to lend some comments, and they told me no because quote I don't want that kind of heat. So my question is, what do they know that would uh, cause that kind of heat that none of us know, and or why would this topic be so heat worthy unless we hit a nerve? Um, and, and I'll say out of that too that I, I intend for in no way for this DVD to be a negative portrayal of anybody because if Brett and Vince truly were in on this and perpetuated this and made all these millions of dollars for 15 years they are unequivocally the two smartest people ever in this business I, I definitely agree with that especially going back to uh, I think Jerry Lawler and everything I think that that was a great time for the industry and this was right around depending on where you want to say the attitude really really hit and I think this was at that point and if you're going to name any type of event in that time, anybody can name this as, as probably one of the top most controversial, if not just infamous moments of wrestling at that time. And, and think about what that Attitude Era stood for, that rebellious fucking of tradition. You know, if you're going to write, if you're going to write that, isn't the screw job a perfect launching point to forcibly oust the incumbent traditional hero, have him go to Nitro, and as Carino so eloquently puts it on the DVD, um, you know, WCW is going to be stupid enough to plug the up and say, look at these a-holes that screwed over Bret Hart. Okay, I will. That works. Yep, exactly. Um, do you have any type of one final push, one final buy? Once again, if anybody's on the, the, the fence on buying this, what could just really persuade them over, in, in general, just one pitch on the Montreal Theory? My pitch is that this DVD empowers the viewer more than any other DVD that I can think of. This is not a shoot DVD where you're going to sit there and I'm going to tell you what happened and you're going to believe it because you have no choice to. Or if I'm able to in telling you this is the way something should go or, or, or you know, what have you. Um, this is something where I, I give all the power to you people. Are we full of crap or are we onto something? What is the real truth? What is your theory? I'm going to give you a panel of 10 or 12 people, and I'm going to give you, you know, uh, a, a couple dozen chapters full of evidence, and they can debate it back and forth. But the real conclusion is going to be in the mind of you, the viewer, um, because I, I want them to take away from this the power of cognitive thought, the power to ask questions, the power to question the status quo, not in wrestling, but in society in general. 
I want them to learn that there could there in two hours, three hours really, I can take this incident, most controversial in wrestling history, and I can turn it completely upside down and give you what could be a completely alternate 180 degree reality to it using evidence with sources backed up, confirmed to happen. We just have to debate what they mean. No crap-talk conspiracy theories, no alien antennas coming out of Brett's head, no anything like that. I give you an interpretation of how things happened. You tell me what you think, and hopefully the viewers can apply this to everyday life as well, whether it's in the political realm, it, when they watch the news, whatever, because the one message I want people to take from this in general is if you don't ask questions, if you don't hold people accountable, the only one that's screwed is you. Now, luckily, Montreal, unless you were directly involved, potentially, didn't hurt anybody, but there are obviously things on grander scale to do. So if this can make a little difference there and entertain and intrigue you in the process, then I think we've done our job. And if I'm correct, this goes out on sale this Friday? Yes, uh, this Friday on MontrealTheory.com. You can uh, order on PayPal safely and securely. Uh, I will also be part of the uh, ridiculously hectic WrestleMania weekend that I will probably be regretting very soon. Uh, Friday, I will be at Pro Wrestling Syndicate I, at somewhere in New Jersey. I apologize it's not in front of me, but at the ProWrestlingSyndicate.com. I'll be there hanging out at a table. I will be in Secaucus Saturday from 9 to 5, Sunday from 9 to 2. As part of WrestleCon's convention, I'll be selling Montreal Theory, Prime Wrestling merchandise, as well as some other uh, rare collectibles I've uh, uh, gathered around from, from my various contacts. And, uh, you know, stop on over, say hi if you're in the area, pick up a DVD, tell me about your theory. Or uh, uh, if not, check it out on MontrealTheory.com or see me at one of my many shows I will be appearing at in the Tri-State area, and I'll hook you up. Uh, any other plugs that the many things you're involved in you want to throw out there before you go? Uh, at Joe underscore Dombrowski on Twitter, Facebook. Facebook.com slash Joe Dombrowski Wrestling. And as always, um, I'm always closely associated with PrimeWrestling.com, IWCWrestling.com, ProWrestlingExpress.com, RemixProWrestling.com. Um, God, what else do I do? Um, that might be it right now. But uh, check all those out if you've got like two hours of downtime. But um, definitely check out MontrealTheory.com and uh, uh, feast around on there. And if you're still not convinced, check out the write-ups on there and uh, and uh, we'll go from there. Follow me on Twitter and bug me with questions and I'll, I'll address anything else. I think that's that was enough of a shameless, annoying show, wasn't it? I, th- I think that was that was definitely pretty good. Perfect. And that will do it with Joe. Thank you for coming on, Joe. And that will do it for us here on the Ohio Indie Report. We're from Ohio.